You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money with Brenthurst Wealth. And Brenthurst Wealth is South Africa's top boutique wealth manager. And with me today from Brenthurst Wealth is Aaron Ruttenberg. Aaron sent me a piece yesterday, and it says the following... Asset allocation, have the right team of asset classes for a winning investment journey. And then he goes on to give me a couple of other sentences, which I need to read to you before I speak to Aaron. Never test the depth of the water with both feet. That was attributed to Warren Buffett. Have you ever wondered what the most important investment rule is? That's right. If you were to only choose one single rule to give to your child or best friend, what would it be? My answer is simple, says Aaron. Asset allocation. Aaron is with me now. So you really believe in not putting all your eggs in one basket, Aaron? Absolutely, Lindsay, and good afternoon to your listeners as well. I do certainly believe in that, and that is the number one strategy, in my opinion, to a well-diversified or well um, or good winning global investment strategy. Yes, I I think in the short term, if you're a short-term trader, you wouldn't uh, subscribe to that. What you do is you say, well, I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket and put a stop loss in to limit my losses. But in the long term, asset allocation and a spreading of your resources across a number of asset classes is obviously the way to go because some years uh, value does well, some years growth does well, some years gold does well, other years maybe a cryptocurrency does well. I don't know, but that's the principle I think you're putting forward. Absolutely. And I think for your listeners, just to understand the term asset allocation, it means dividing up. And then before I explain actually what asset allocation is, I'm just going to mention that I am going to discuss the two different types because you've brought up a great point where you mentioned the short-term investors trading in and out of the market. So asset allocation means dividing up your capital amongst different classes or types of investments, such as stocks, which is equity, bonds, commodities, property, or even Bitcoin. Um, and in specific proportions that you decide in advance according to your goals or needs, risk tolerance, and stage of life. Um, now, it's important to understand that, you know, for example, cash, that's an asset class that we use to invest clients' money for shorter-term needs or clients should be invested into for emergency purposes. So that's one part of asset allocation. But to understand and bringing to your point that there's two different styles of investing across these asset classes like cash, equity, um, and fixed income, like I mentioned, um, that would be tactical asset allocation versus, which is to your point, which is trading in and out of the market um, versus strategic asset allocation, which is more of a long-term view and not taking market trends or market cycles into account and rather putting all of your eggs in different baskets um, to take advantage of longer-term trends. So when interest rates go up, certain um, asset classes will do better than other asset classes. And when interest rates go down, for example, certain asset classes will do better. So every single thing has its part to play. Um, and I actually, you know, for the listeners who might not be, you know, who might want me to dumb it down a little bit, I think, um, and I think you'd appreciate this as a fan of football, but... <laughs> Um, you know, I thought you were going you know, to say it, uh, I thought you were going to say you'd appreciate it because you need things dumbing down, Lindsay. But anyway, that's another <laughs> issue. So where you go on the football uh, analogy, no, please? Yes, yes, for you and David Shapiro. Maybe David needs it to be dumbed down. But um, when you're trying to build a winning team in a football team, you, you have to know the capabilities of each player, and you have to know his strengths and his weaknesses. You have to decide who can you count on in different situations. Now, say your portfolio 
you know, is the team. Your portfolio is whatever team you support and you, um, or whatever team you manage, that's even better. And your investment choices are those players. Asset allocation helps you to choose who starts in which positions. Yes. And ultimately, it's the right mix at the right time that brings you victory. Yeah, good example. And also, if you're if you're playing a certain opponent, you also have to say, right, those opponents uh, have these qualities and these players. So you have to, I'm going to put you on the bench and I'm going to put uh, you in different positions. So it's exactly the same as diversification. And you quote a chap called Harry Markovitz, the Nobel Prize winning father of modern portfolio theory. And he said, according to you, diversification is the only free lunch. And again, it's so important. But also, just before we get on to diversification versus asset allocation, Aaron, we must look at certain of your clients. I mean, all your clients, I, I would imagine, are there for the long term. But also, there would be some that say, right, 90% of my portfolio is long term, but I also want a little bit of short term as well. So you have to adjust your strategy. You have to be the football manager in order to accommodate their desires. 100%. And that's where it comes to my preferred style of asset allocation, which is what's called core satellite asset allocation strategy. So that incorporates both the strategic, which is the long term, as I mentioned, with the tactical, which is the more shorter term. So that core satellite, you know, uses the strategic asset allocation to make up the core of one's portfolio, which I believe should be a bulk in developed markets with um, a smaller amount, but still a significant portion in developing markets like China or emerging markets. And then a tactical asset allocation would make up those satellite components such as gold or Bitcoin or healthcare, biotech or specialist thematic tech funds that one can go into and out of as they please with that core strategy um, remaining in place. Okay. The difference between um, asset allocation and diversification, it's a little bit blurred, isn't it? But on the other hand, asset allocation, different asset allocations imply diversification, don't they? Yes. I mean, it's it's not a term that gets thrown around too often, um, asset allocation, where it's more diversification. Diversification is just diversification is just a more broad term mentioning. You need to spread your capital amongst different asset classes. Um, so that's where that whole term of don't put all your eggs in one basket comes from. But which baskets are we going to put those eggs in? So asset allocation refers to the percentage you're allocating towards each asset class. One can diversify in South Africa across just South African equities or across South African equities and South African bonds. But what about a little bit of um, developed markets? What about the US, the UK, the EU um, equities? And that's the whole point, or bonds and maturity dates of bonds, not just South African bonds, but what about offshore bonds? Um, and that's where the asset allocation comes into. What percentage are we putting into what basket? And you give a, a very nice block slide on your presentation, which says the following asset classes, very boldly underlined. And you allocate asset classes to the following cash, equity, fixed income, real estate, and commodities. And that's all you, you don't mention cryptocurrencies, but that's absolutely correct at the moment anyway, because it's a little bit too volatile uh, for most people. But over the years, are these the ones that you stay with and only tweak their percentages occasionally? Or do you ever sit down? I know you've had a meeting recently at Brentos Wealth. Uh, do you actually sit down and say, okay, Here's our cash, equity, fixed income, real estate, and commodity exposure. We have to go 1% more here, 2% more there. Or do you broadly stay within the boundaries that you set when you first construct a client's portfolio? 
Very, very good question. So we initially, or we always meet and discuss in terms of what asset allocation strategy we're using for the more broad type of client. So if it's a more risky client or aggressive client, we'll have an asset allocation strategy in place. If we have a more balanced client, it'll be a more balanced asset allocation strategy um, with the themes that like I mentioned, those satellites. Um, and a cautious to more um you know, conservative investor would generally just be the same asset allocation strategy. But we would definitely take a view um, on property or on technology or on biotech within the satellite exposure while always keeping the core the same. And that then depends on the client. And we can never have a meeting about that. And we can never have a meeting about that all the time in terms of Brentus, but we have to have a meeting with a client because if a client gets to a different stage of life where they get to a retirement stage, obviously we're going to lessen their um, allocation to equity and increase allocation to more cash and fixed income. Um, so that's where it really becomes client specific and one can't just have a meeting over that mm. um, as a team. Okay. You give types of asset allocation now. I mean, we, we don't need to go through the various asset classes because I'm sure most of the people listening understand exactly what those asset classes characteristics are. So let's go to types of asset allocation. Number one, strategic asset allocation. Number two, tactical asset allocation. And three, you've already mentioned it, your personal best, the core satellite asset allocation strategy. I think just let's focus on number three and why it's your personal best. You've already referenced it. But just to give us some more in-depth analysis of core satellite asset allocation strategy, if you would. So I'm a big fan of the fact that David Swinson said, and he's one of the uh, most successful investors of all time. Not a lot of people may have heard of him, but he said, you know, asset allocation makes up you know, more than 100% of an investment strategy success. And for me and for, for himself and a lot of these well-established and very successful investors um, – their asset allocation is always made up of that core component where it needs to be in equities and it needs to be diversified across developed and developing. That makes the core. But why I like the tactical part so much is because certain themes are going to come out and we need to take advantage of those themes, which we do at Brenthurst, for example, like your mega trends. At the moment, you know, when we had the um, coronavirus um, come in. Obviously, there are a lot of growth stocks and not value stocks that came into play. So those were they, those were benefited from the coronavirus. So your likes of Netflix or video games, and um, as they call it, gaming mm. and specialist ge genomic um, uh, genomic healthcare funds and biotech. You know all those specialist tech companies, which we can find in one tech fund, did very well. Or as they say, you know, in, any, anything that never really moved, such as um, Netflix and YouTube and the like. Whereas your movement, like going on an aeroplane and, and all the tourism stocks, which are part of the value um, strategy, did very badly. And now, obviously, value stocks had come recently to the forefront. And that would have been a wonderful time in one's tactical asset allocation as part of a core portfolio satellite scenario to actually invest into moving out of growth to value, moving back from value into growth, moving into tech and deciding in which parts of value you're going to move into, which parts of growth you're going to move into. And that's where you need to take advantage of in the, in the 
core tactical part. So it's almost like an engine. You know, you, your engine works and you know how it works. You put the petrol in, you have a look at the spark plugs, you look at the alternator and that sort of thing, and the engine is always going to work. But occasionally you might want to just sort of a, a tweak a little bit. If you're a, an engine fan, a mechanic, you say to yourself, well, let's just make this a little bit uh, more powerful, make this a little uh, more efficient or something like that. I don't know if this is a, the correct analogy, but um, a, a core portfolio must be there, but it is available to be tweaked given changing market conditions. Correct. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Your conclusion says the following. Regardless of whether you need a portfolio that is more concentrated in stocks or bonds, you should consider diversifying within each asset class as well. For instance, if you're investing in stocks, you might want to hold some large cap stocks, mid cap stocks, and small cap stocks. You might also base your investment decisions on geography, and so it goes on. So it's the same story. Keep your core in place. But occasionally, you know, whatever's orbiting that core, just have a little nibble at them occasionally because uh, in, in the long term, your core is always going to deliver if you've constructed your core efficiently. Uh, but occasionally, just try and embellish your performance a bit with a little bit of fancy work. Exactly. And you can do that with either low-cost index funds mm. or you can do that with active funds or, in my case, what I prefer is both. Okay, Aaron, thank you very much for that. Just out of interest, so what is Brenta's view on the market at the moment? You don't have to give away any secrets, but uh, are, you, are you slightly nervous? Are you just saying that if there is a blip, it'll just be a blip and we'll use that to add to our portfolios? What are you feeling right now? We're feeling very confident at the moment in the market. We know for our long-term investors who've trusted in us, we've seen this before through 2008, um, even through to last year, um, the right asset allocation strategy for the right client at the right time of his life. As long as he's got cash, if, if it's a retirement client, he's got cash to live off of. We've always kept enough cash in every retirement client's portfolio that they don't have to worry about that equity exposure. Let that grow. When the market does correct, or when there's a bear market or when there's a crash, which there will be, and we tell our clients this, yes. then they've got enough cash to live off of. For their long-term investors, well, we explain that these are the times where the dips happen, when there's corrections, you buy more, if you can afford to buy more. And rand cost averaging is very, very, very important when it comes to, or dollar cost averaging, when it comes to those longer term investors. So we're feeling very happy with the market myself. Um, from a personal point of view, I believe that inflation is not really transitory, let's be honest yeah. Um, Inflation is there. The 10-year yield, I can't explain that to anybody. I don't think anybody else can explain the 10-year US, US yield. It's reflecting there's no inflation. I believe there is inflation, but that's why I put inflation-linked bonds, government bonds, corporate bonds, all different types into one's investment portfolio to take advantage when inflation does come back. I absolutely agree with you, both on a global and a local perspective, that the inflation story is something that has only just uh, started. Uh, you and I are twin souls in that regard, Aaron. Thank you so much Agreed. for your time. That's Aaron Ruttenberg from Brenthurst Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.